everybody, what's up? It's Tipping the Scales. I'm your girl, Shay Dawson. And today, I am Nikki, also known as Pretty Nikki. Hey, <laughs> got a guest host today. So excited. Um, T and I have crazy schedules. So Nikki is filling in for her today. Um, yes. And sis, thank you so much. Like, you don't I even know. understand. You know, I'm at home. So, you know. Yeah. What, what's your intro on YouTube? Uh, again, you're living hey, y'all. Get comfortable, take your shoes off, stay a little while. We are in the tipping room. Ooh. (laughs) See, y'all don't even know this about Nikki. She has so many skills. Um, (laughs) And I just felt like last episode when you were our guest, now you are our co-host, guest co-host. Yes. You had so much more to say. So I'm so excited to have you on. Um, Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. And today is kind of, um, it's kind of deep because... So many things have been happening around the world. Too many things. And there's really no way to like process. Nope. I feel like, are you a little bit desensitized? I feel like I'm desensitized. Like I'm getting, I don't know. It's it's really weird. I feel like I'm in a constant. I actually was just talking to somebody about this. I feel detached. Like yes. I think naturally I'm not a very emotional person. But when it, I was actually talking to my mom about this. I was telling her like in current times, like how things are going, you almost have to live in a, like a steady, constant state of detachment in order to just like maintain and be. Literally. Like, because it keeps, like every time you open your phone, something happens. Something. You know? Yeah. So today, Nikki and I wanted to get on here and T as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were talking about this with her. Um, and we wanted to talk about the communities affected by the mass shootings, yes. the terrorist attack in Buffalo um, mm-hmm. at Topps Grocery Store in Buffalo, New York, where 10 black elderly people were targeted yeah. by an 18-year-old white supremacist. Hunted. Uh, hunted. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he drove, what, 200 miles? I forget how many miles he drove. Yeah, Something like that. And I'm be honest, like I don't even know the facts on things because when I say I detach, yeah. I don't want to know. I, yeah, yeah, I don't want to know. Yeah, details. No. I don't. And know. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So yeah, he drove some odd miles mm-hmm. out of his freaking way yep. to drive to a grocery store in a black neighborhood, the only grocery yep. store, low income in that, neighborhood that, in yep. that low income neighborhood. Mind you, one of my um. One of my friends who I play volleyball with, she's from Buffalo, New York, and mm-hmm. she her dad goes to that grocery store. Um, and imagine. she told me uh, she was very devastated about this. Um, so, yeah, so they were hunted and murdered in cold blood. Um, and he purposely, the reason why we know he streamed mm-hmm. on his um, helmet or Twitch. whatever, on yeah. Twitch, uh, yep. killing them like it was a damn video game. Yep. Um, and when I say I saw, when I saw it, Obviously, I didn't see the video. I was not trying to nope, see the video. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Who, I don't, and again, I don't understand why and why it's accessible. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like during like 9-11, at some point, they stopped showing it on the news because they thought about all the families that were like impacted. And here, it's like, if you wanted to pull up when George Floyd got killed, you could pull up that video. You could pull up, him hunting these people in this grocery store. You could pull up, and, and it's just like, why is this like? Where is the censorship? Where is like, why is that a thing? Why can we see this? I don't understand it. Like, not that I, I, 
I think uh, I was actually just discussing this with a friend um, the other day. Like I stopped watching them. Like there was a certain point where like, I think I watched Eric Gardner get killed. I watched, um, I forget. It's so sad. So many of them. I forget the gentleman's name in um, Louisiana between him and then the guy in it was a guy who got shot in a car and there was another one here in Cincinnati, uh, Sam DuBose. Those are the last ones I watched. And that was years ago mm-hmm. because I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, this is not law and order SVU. Like this is not a movie. This is real life. Like, and, and to say that like those people who were killed and murdered were black. And yeah. then we get to see this guy come out of the grocery store unscathed. Mm-hmm. This, this white supremacist, Yep. Come out of the grocery store unscathed. I it's mean, like, patting him down as if they knew him. Yeah. It's like these people were living it's their everyday insane. life. Insane. They were not... They were not afraid. And they weren't bothering they weren't, anybody. They weren't afraid of him because they knew that they he wasn't going to hurt them. Oh, yeah. They knew. But somebody that is selling CDs is more of a threat than somebody who has an AR-15 that literally has just killed people, they're more of a threat than somebody who's just selling loose cigarettes or sleeping in their bed or taking a job. Like we can, we can play out every scenario, but it's like those people lost their lives. This person took lives, but kept his. And I'm not, I'm not advocating that they should have killed him. I'm just saying it's the- I'm not advocating for that either. It's the, it's, it's like the blatant disrespect of black life. I don't know how else to put that. And like, and I'm not even trying to be funny with the shooting that just happened in Texas. It's almost as like, it's almost as if because most of those kids were brown kids, Mm -hmm. this is going to get swept up under the rug. It's Mm -hmm. not the same. It's like already going away or yeah. Yeah. It's already going away. The the grocery store shooting. I did not hear anything else about it. And then the following week we get the school shooting. But because all those were brown kids, it's like they don't hold the same weight as the Sandy Hooks. And, and the, a brown uh, community, mind yes. you. Yes. Yep. Right? Yeah. So not yeah. only was the school, obviously it was like an entire community of Hispanic yeah. people in Texas. And it's like, are you kidding me? Right. Are you kidding me? Mind you, both of the shooters in both shootings were 18 years old. 18. Both with AR-15s. Yep. And at 18 years old, well, at, you have to be 25 to rent a car. Yep. In America. Yeah. You have to be um, 21 to drink yeah. and to get into clubs, mm-hmm. but you can be 18 and walk mm-hmm. in the store and buy a damn AR-15 and obliterate people from a community yeah. because you feel like it. I think it was, uh, I think it might've been Andy Cohen. It was some uh, like gossip journalist or whatever was saying like, it's harder to adopt a pet than it is to get a, get a, get a gun. Mm. Like when I, when I, I had randomly, I guess we can find some levity in this conversation, but when I had randomly got a a kitten before there was like background checks to get a kitten. Really? Yes. That only kept for 24 hours, but that's probably why they do a background check. But it's like, there was more hoops to jump through for that than I could have. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm black. So it might be different for me, but for someone (laughs) to get a gun. Just, right. you know, just calling a spade a spade. You know, we we have different rules than, than other people. But it's just, it's hard. It's like, really hard. And um, 
To kind of share a a situation that happened here in Cincinnati recently that kind of hit home. Um, There was a, okay, long story short, I had placed a uh, drive-through or drive-up pickup order at Target and was literally on my way to go and pick up my order because they, you know, I got the notification. It's time for you to come pick up your stuff. I'm like, cool. Somebody hit me up about something I was selling online. So I was like, ooh, let me handle this first. Let me get my money. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Next thing I know, I got a text from my sister in our like family group chat. There was an active shooter at the target that I was going to. And here's the crazy part about that is like I was even though I had the drive up order. It was for um, what was this in March, I think. Mm -hmm. But I was going to get my parents anniversary card. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna pick my little order up and I'm gonna run in, get their card and come. I would have been in that doorway when that happened. Now, granted, it wasn't like a terrorist. It was literally like somebody saw somebody in a store, said that he looked mm-hmm. at him funny, went out to his car, got a gun, killed him on the way out. Nobody knows why, but can you imagine being the person in the store, not knowing the situation mm-hmm. because of how easily mass shootings happen in this country? Yeah. Like, can you imagine just going like, oh, I'm gonna go get my parents an anniversary card and you in the car now and you start here shooting. Or could you imagine going to the grocery store? That's what I'm saying. Because you're black, you die. Yeah. You you and that's the thing. Like we don't know, unfortunately, what you're walking into in a lot of situations. And my thing is, like, so I I always think about the people who were not directly impacted, but how the ripple effect of things happen. Yeah. When I say it, I think I just went back to that target maybe last week for the first time, just out of like sheer, like, nope, not doing that. How your, her, everything changes. Your patterns change. Everything. Yeah. When you enter buildings, like I won't even, I mean, I didn't sit with my back to the door technically. If I remembered, um, I would, but, but now I'm like, so like today I walked, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. staying um, at a hotel and I walked down the street and Mm -hmm. I was so nervous to even go inside. I stayed outside so that I could like run if something happened. And mind you, something like did this? happen. So yeah. there's this man, obviously he was mentally ill. Mm-hmm. He walk, I see him, you know, saying crazy things walking around. Yeah. And he walks into the store. I know he's not supposed to be in the store or I know he's not going to go in to buy anything because he's yelling obscenities and stuff. Yeah. So the employees like funnel him out and he has a screwdriver and he's walking next to me. And I, when I, Nikki, when I tell you I have my chopsticks in my hand, like I will oh, stab yeah. this man through the neck. Like I'm not playing. Ready. And, right. it, and it, but I'm, but in my head, I'm thinking too, like, oh God, please don't let me, you know, experience any trauma right now. Like, I, yep. I don't think I can handle another thing. I don't have like, a capacity for. I'm. Wa- I, sometimes nothing. I feel like I'm walking dead because mm-hmm. I'm. I'm okay, but I'm not okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I'm still makes holding on so from things sense. that happened in the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. You know, and then just like every little thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Every death that I watch, I've never mm-hmm. seen so much death in real time. Yeah, in my entire it's, life, it's crazy. Um, I had actually just put on Facebook the other day, like you know how when you're swimming in the ocean, I'm not a great swim. Actually, I'm not a swimmer at all. But <laughs> when you're in the ocean and it's like you're not drowning, but it takes you a very long and hard way to get to where you're trying to go. That's yeah. where I am, yeah. where it's like, I and I jokingly said, like, I ain't drowning, but I didn't swallow some water because it's like you are. OK, you're trying to stay afloat. Treading water is work. 
it's so much work. And it's like mm-hmm. every it's it's like we're living, existing, adulting, all of the above. And then it's like we get hit with a grocery store shooting. That's a wave that smacks you in the face. Then a school shooting. That's a wave that smacks you in the face. Then a random guy shooting somebody at the target that you free- like. It's so many and trauma then, after trauma. Like, what are you supposed to do? And then to compound it, the politicians, mostly yeah. Republicans, mostly the right wing. Yeah. Now, mind you, I'm no wing. Yeah, because it Literally. just doesn't make any sense. All the wings, they they're, they're terrible right now. All of. But them. my thing is like anything that's like so conservative that seems like it had like why is all the why are all the terrorists and the white supremacists always in tactical gear? Why yeah. is it always in like hunting clothes? Oh, they and be like, ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. my thing is like, I just don't understand where the hatred comes from. And we're supposed to continue to look at them in the face and believe them or like listen to them or, or, or mm-hmm. understand and be like, we're such a forgiving people. Unfortunately. Yes. We're so yeah. forgiving and yep. we have to continue to go on. And it's really, really difficult mm-hmm. when you have to be around people who are insensitive and who don't understand the plight of certain uh. cultures and certain races. <laughs> and I just want to say like right now, like I just want to give my condolences to mm-hmm. the families who are affected by these shootings and the the victims did not yeah. deserve to go like that. Yeah. And I and I did I did see one thing on a social media that said the off or I guess he was a retired cop. He was the security mm-hmm. guard at the store. Mm-hmm. He was working on an a wa- a water a, a engine that ran on water, like a car mm. engine. And wow. so there was like this theory out there. I was like, oh my God, that's so crazy. He had a patent yeah. for it. And so I was Ooh. trying to dig deeper and then that's so I'm like, oh my God, is there more to it? Because you know, sometimes that could be a possibility yeah. as well. Yes. That yeah. it could be bigger than what you actually see. And wow. he was, and the, and the guy, the 18 year old was working with other people in, on the dark it's, web. It's, uh, and people were like, notified. I feel better off not knowing things sometimes. Cause it's yeah. like, my mind will go over you know what I'm saying? Overload, trying to figure things out. And I I think you and I kind of share this in that we are genuinely like good people. And I think sometimes we think that extends to other people and we try to find like the good in people. So when people like blatantly do evil things and blatantly yeah. do evil things in groups, I my mind cannot comprehend that. Me either. One, like, and even when it comes to, like, government things and, like, people forcing their beliefs on other people, yeah. I, I can't wrap my, because I don't care enough about what your preferences are, what your lifestyle is to force mine on, who am I to tell you what you can and cannot do? Like, and, but when it's only for my benefit, yeah. do I think we need gun control? Absolutely. But the people who are in, you know, basically in control of that, they are the people who have like they the profit se- from it. They, they they make they, money from it. They, they profit right. from they, everything. Everything, right? You know, anything that sacrifices bodies, mm-hmm. they benefit from. And speaking of, it's like gun law. Guns have more rights than our own women in America. Girl, our own bodies, say. our own ovaries, our own vagina. Yeah. Um, 
what happens to us, gun, guns have more rights than us right now. Yeah, easily. I mean, literally Roe v. Wade was just tur- overturned. Yeah. And in some states, you know, women can be prosecuted mm-hmm. for getting abortions. Yeah. And it's just insane that like, it's, it's like, how do you even process that too as a woman? And, and then you also don't even hear men speaking about it. Like, because they don't know what to say. Like they, yeah. it's like asking me to speak on how to change breaks. I don't know yeah. anything about that. That's a good point. But it's like, I'm not in a position of power over mm-hmm. that though. And that's the problem. The people that are in positions of power don't know enough about what they're saying and what they're actually overturning. Because it's not just like, oh, you get pregnant, you don't want a baby, you go have an abortion. There are medical reasons why people have abortions. There are, you know, sexual sexual violence. Yeah. yeah. Like there's so many factors that go into it that it's like when you are getting rid of something or making it where somebody has to travel to a different state to get something done you were putting or that they'll take it into their own hands, which is why that law was even put into place in the first place. Mm-hmm. I don't get it and it's like yeah. i again because i can't wrap my mind around certain things like why is it in this country that like your way has to be the highway like right. why like the right way like the highway yeah when it comes to like gay and trans rights and and abortions and gun like there's so many things that i'm just like why does it have to be so cookie cutter like i just feel like there's so much power in the gray area but I think people always think things have to be either black or either white and like the strongest of black or the strongest of white. But it's like, no, like gray area is literally where most of the magic happens. Like that's where yeah. there's so much common ground, but they. And and the thing that gets uh-huh. me is that most of the people making the laws don't look like the people. No, never. From, from gender never. to race to, mm-hmm. they just don't. Right. They just don't. And so. My thing is, how can you have a world like that? Yeah. Like, how can you have someone speaking about my life and about mm-hmm. my experiences and making decisions for me? Yep. For my kids, that's, my community that will never, never step it. foot in my town and my community, you know, yep. which is why local elections are also important as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned that. I would say yeah. I, I didn't always know that, but I would have to say that listening, I've been doing a lot of listening. Um hmm since a lot of the civil unrest has been happening in the world, I've been doing a lot of reading. I've been doing a lot of talking to humans yeah. about different things. And I don't only talk to people who have same views as me, but mm-hmm. I also there's also views that I have that I don't even know if they're fully formed views. You know right. what I'm saying? No, like, yes, I, exactly, there's a lot of the times where I'm just like, I'm not really sure how I feel about this, but I would love mm-hmm. to have a conversation because I would love to understand how to get to a place that, could possibly serve you or serve me or if it's something I don't care about mm-hmm. and you care about more mm-hmm. why not why not figure out how to make you know something just like that, that work you see what I'm saying but how come I wish the people me. I wish the people in power had that mindset because we would be so much further than where we are it's, yeah and- I mean everybody has different lived experiences and I think people need to understand that like people who are making like laws on like welfare and things like that have probably never been on welfare. How can you, you don't know what it's like to not be able to have your next meal or feed your kids or things like that. If you've never lived that, how can you make a law about it? 
if you've never experienced it? How can you like confidently make good decisions about that if that's not your experience? Or you never seek get out those people's voices. You never nope. seek out those people's opinions. You never go into that community and say, you know, what are the things that you guys need? Or, mm-hmm. you know, how can I learn from what you're doing to be a better politician, to be a better, yep. um, you know, leader, uh, uh, be a better whatever you are. Yeah. And it's like every time when it comes to power structures, that's almost never the case. Good. And when it is the case, <laughs> you will see a flourishing environment. You will see a culture that's mm-hmm. amazing. You will see people who are, you know, highly um, speaking about those leaders in whatever situation, community, organization, yeah. whatever. But anytime it's like power and leadership, it's either a white man mm-hmm. and all the people doing his bidding. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's like, my thing is, not, I'm not even opposed to that. Like, okay, do your thing. But like, do you got to, you know, like. What's the trickle down? Like you know what? what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I Wholeheartedly. Like, like I, I said, I don't have like strong views either way on terms of like yeah. how it should go and who. You know, no. and I just want like human decency. Can we just start there? Is that is that too much to ask for? You know like, no, but seriously, like, like I I know I don't have the answers, but I know what we're doing ain't working. I can tell you that much. Like it's evident. Look at the state that the world is in right now. Like, not even just America, like the entire world is in it's off. I don't know how else to put it. It's just off. And yeah. it's it's like Inflation. so many things that people girl. can't feed their babies. Girl, formula. Y'all want people to have babies, but y'all ain't gonna feed them when they get here. And then when they go to school, but when they go to school, they ain't safe. There's so many factors where I'm like, y'all, what what are we doing? It's not working. And and that's another thing that when people say pro life, this is another thing I still don't. It's not fully baked. I don't understand that. Yeah, because there's a lot of life on this earth that y'all don't give a damn about. Okay. So when you say pro life, what does what does that mean? You know, and I don't even know the counter argument to pro-life. So I'm not saying I don't either. I don't I don't even know. I'm just over yeah. here like when people start putting these like titles mm-hmm. and these sayings, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Because if you say something like pro-life, that means for life, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so if you're for life, let's do something about the homelessness in mm-hmm. America. Yep. The homelessness in this country. I live in Atlanta. I can drive on every freeway and there are communities of tents in the underpass. Yep. Downtown in LA right now. Downtown San Diego Girl. Skid Row is right there. Yep. What about those lives? What are those? What, what, what are y'all doing about those people? Because they're here and they have a life. So, oh, but pro-life ends at abortion. Is that, is that where it ends at? Like, and I don't understand the, the obsession with that. And maybe it's a biblical thing. And you and I are both spiritual. Yeah, I was about to <laughs> people say people who read the Bible and understand. Not my Bible. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not, so like not I always Bible. try to understand like where are you interpreting? Are you you talking to Moses like like back in the day? I don't understand mm-hmm. what you're saying because it's that, it it's just people's, doesn't make any sense. It's people's power and power. ego and pride and it's I could keep going on. That's what it boils down to. Or power. Fear. Fear of Yeah. Fear and and the fear that I keep hearing, and I actually have not heard this from a white person's mouth, mm-hmm. or I, I would say like a, a conservative. I don't want to say yeah. a white person, a, a conservative's mouth. Y'all, all skin folk ain't kin folk. Okay, <laughs> <But> go ahead. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> that that 
this theory, this replacement theory that this white supremacist who went into Top's mm-hmm. grocery store, what are you talking about? Girl, so Y'all wait. ain't going nowhere. We ain't, we're, we are humans and we're not going anywhere. Period. We, the so pandemic wait, showed you, us that we're all one. That we all go through the same thing. Did you see the Netflix documentary about the, the OBGYN doctor that fathered like 90 something kids himself? Mm-hmm. I did not. I did not. I did not. Girl. But apparently there's like a, a, he was affiliated with a group that had a similar mindset. I won't say the same. Replacement this this thing. Yes. That they, he was wanting to continue the white race and he was blonde hair, blue eyed, you know, white man. And he was supposed to be helping these people with their fertility, but he was using his own sperm to impregnate girl. And there was no, and here's the thing, there's no law, there's no federal law against what he did. So he's just walking out, you know, walking around this world. Well, in Indiana, he's not walking around the world, but walking around Indiana with at least 90 something kids, because those are just the ones that were found. They all had uh, 23 and me accounts. So that's how they all connected with each other. But that's not including the ones that didn't have 23 and me and 23 and me accounts. So basically, this man sexually violated over 90 something women. And because there was no federal law, because he was a doctor, he's free. But y'all, y'all so concerned with what women are doing with their bodies that y'all don't have a law in place for what a man who is a practicing doctor is supposed to do. Like it's supposed make to it make sense, he, but he was That's trying to violation. continue. He was trying to continue the white race. So by, he had his reasons of mm-hmm. why he was doing this. Yeah. So he had to justify it. And that's the thing about crimes, mm-hmm. about those kind of crimes too, is that you have to justify it in some kind of sick way yeah. to, to continue to do it. In my th- like, how is there no law? Even if it's yeah, fraud. So my thing is, even if it's a fraud thing, because... IVF and all of that is super expensive. So like if one couple in particular, they thought that the husband's sperm was getting, you know, put into the wife, but it was the doctor's sperm instead. And like 30 Mm -hmm. years later, he finds out that his only daughter is not his daughter. It's the doctor's daughter. Do do they not get compensated for that? Do they not? So it's so many facts. Again, when I say you have to walk around with a certain state of numbness to things, because now you can't even trust that when you go to the doctor that they are going to do the things that they say in which they're going to do, that they were trained to do, oh. that they signed an oath to do. Like, it's so like, and, and let's, let's not even get in. You, yep. You are, you, yes. Okay. Black women, black women in reproduction. And and the uh, mortality rate that this senator, uh, Louisiana, was saying that the don't mortality rates women. wouldn't be that low if you didn't count black women. So, you know, it's a problem. Just, but yeah. Just throw us away, huh? Just that, well, that's what they've been trying to do for years. But like, which is why so black you know, people don't go to the doctor in the first freaking place. It's because we <laughs> die there. Yeah, it's not a it's not a trusted in the same. I mean, think about it. Where can you go for a lot of things? You can't go to the police if something happens, like because it's not safe for us to do that. You can't go to the doctor if something hurts because it's not safe for us to do that like you you there's can't so call many... the cops on your mentally no. ill family member because they're gonna so, kill them listen uh, recently there was a, a older black gentleman he was at the bus stop and he had on like a hoodie a coat 
joggers, boots. It was 90 degrees out. So I'm like, I'm concerned. But he was slumped over mm-hmm. at the bus stop. First mind said, call 911 so they can do a wellness check. Mm-hmm. I kid you not. It wasn't. I. It took me like literally a mental struggle for 10, 15 minutes before I called 911 because I'm mm-hmm. like, I would. I would literally lose my mind if I turned on the news and saw something Mm -hmm. happen to him because I was the one who called the cops for a a wellness check. But I'm like the mental turmoil of, okay, if that was like my dad or a family member, I would want somebody to go the extra mile to check on them. But at the same time, it's like, if I do call and if he's not in the right state of mind, if something happened, like I would feel terrible. That should not be our reality. That, like I'm trying to find this. I was listening to a podcast and I can't remember the guy's name, but I listened to this podcast called How I Built This. Mm-hmm. And he was interviewing a guy who sold his company to Walmart. Mm. And he, um, it seemed like he had everything. He mm-hmm. had built this company. He had massed this wealth. He was ready to propose to his wife, but he had been diagnosed with bipolar syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, in a senior in college okay. that he ignored. So he had a few manic episodes. Mm-hmm. He, um, the, the last one that sent him to jail was he attacked his now wife and mother-in-law because he was, had a manic episode. He, they were trying to stop him from running in the street naked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and he, I guess, I guess he kicked and punched one of them or both of them, something like that. Yeah. And he was telling the story very authentically and and very just like I just thought like wow the fact that he can talk about it this way yeah and obviously he was not a black man I was um, I, you did, and, I didn't even have to ask you but know yeah mm-hmm. and so he also spoke and he even he said this in the in the podcast and I can't remember his name um but I'm gonna hopefully try and find it um mm-hmm. but uh he basically said um I was so out of my mind and psychotic that if I ran into the street and I was a black man, I would have been dead. He said that. And so I y'all just acknowledged the problem. I paused you just the podcast. The and I just thought, wow. Mm-hmm. So there it is. Yeah. So it's not something that people gaslight you and make you think like, oh, you're playing the victim, you know? Girl. And it's like, no, this is actually the reality. Yeah. Of a lot of people. A lot of black lot of and people. brown people. Yep. And it's like every day you have to walk around with that in your mind. Every day mm-hmm. you have to, you know, and then they say things like, you know, when, when shootings happen and they say things like, oh, well, black on black crime. And you're mm-hmm. like, black on black shootings. And you're like, yes, people kill in proximity. People yeah. murder other human I mean, beings. they're there, so in proximity. they didn't drive 200 miles. Right. To, and then you talk it, about talk about gangs. You're like, okay, well, who created the hood? And how do guns get it. in the hood if talk the hood it. is poor? How do where do you get where do you hood? get a gun? Where do you get drugs from? Where do you get that stuff from? Right? So it's like, let's ask those questions. And it's just, it's just really sad because it's like you constantly have to swallow that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and it's it's, it's kind of just like crazy that I even, you know, I'm talking about on a podcast because it's like, I don't know, wherever, where do I get to say this stuff? Like, this is stuff that yeah. just goes through my mind and maybe out, you know? Right. Um, obviously, you know, me and Nafis talk a lot about it um, because, you know, he's a mental health uh, mm-hmm. 
professional and he deals a lot with trauma, a lot with yeah. black trauma, especially men. And so he hears about these stories all the time. And these aren't even mm-hmm. stories that are covered in the media. These are just no, no, no. regular everyday people yeah. with the most insane traumatic experiences due to racism, due to systemic yeah. racism, um, due to stereotype, due to due to just like people just profiling them, yeah. you know, and it's like to be black is to be in a constant state of trauma and to some degree, whether it's yeah. from past experiences, present experiences or anxiety of future experiences, honestly, like, yeah. but we we, I mean, I, I, I don't like saying it, but we are like super strong because of what we've been through. But I wish we didn't have to be we'll like, be <laughs> child, can we talk about it? I'm tired. I am tired. Red. OK, <laughs> like exhausted of just, just I have to laugh. Like, I feel like I, laughing isn't the right thing, but it. What yeah. else? I don't know what else I mean, to do. What, I can't cry. You, I'm desensitized. Say, well, I really am. Right. Like you because. If you sit here and like focus on all the things that you don't have control over, you're not doing yourself any justice. Like Mm -hmm. you, what are you doing? All you can do is wake up every day and try to be the best to yourself and be Mm -hmm. the best of yourself. Mm -hmm. Whatever outside people, whatever, it's beyond you. And I think we've all gotten to that point where it's like things will happen. We don't have control over that. It's how we react to it. And I mean, it's literally, you just have to be numb a lot of times. Like, and it sucks when like other people don't understand your experiences and like don't know what it's like to be in a constant state of just like on. Like you you never know when you have to be on for whether it's defending yourself against somebody physically or, you know, understanding somebody's comment that they made or about apples you. and orange comparing, you know, yeah. your situation to someone else's and mm-hmm. it could be worse and this and this. And it's like, yeah. Instead of just acknowledging it for what it is mm-hmm. and maybe learning a little bit. Yeah. Maybe having a conversation, maybe checking in, Hey, checking in with you. I saw something happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like as um, a human being, like not even the black and white thing. Cause I know during the pandemic, like during George Floyd, I had a few um, colleagues. Yeah, yeah, we'll, they were we'll colleagues there. They were colleagues. Yeah, at the time. Well, not at the time. Well, no, no, no maybe not. No, but, <laughs> but I had a few people reach out and like some. I know that their intentions were good, um, but it it was just like okay. But you're reaching out to me. You need to reach out to your other colleagues that look like you. Not not me. I'm I'm not the person that you need to. We we got each other. We always gonna have each other. We we good. Y'all the ones need to be checking your uncle, your grandma, your grandpops, the ones that make the comments that right. spew the hate that you know what I'm saying that make mm-hmm. you feel like you're better than or that we are less than. Not even that you're better than. We are less than or we don't deserve X, Y, and Z. Check them. Check in on them. Yeah, that was a real see, tricky see, time. That was see what really, the, really, it was, it was. Because so many people were, they tried, they were, they wanted to do something. Yeah. And that was, and I was, and I so appreciated it too. Um, it's like, you can have good, in, you can have good situation. intentions and just miss the mark though. 
Because I I felt like in a sense that some people were just checking a box like, okay, check on my black friend. Like it's it wasn't Mm -hmm. it wasn't about like genuine. And that could be just where my kind of putting my blinders up was at at that time. Yeah. But I, I really feel like you can have really good intentions. And I don't know the right and wrong of that. That's where the grayscale comes in yeah. is when you have good intentions, but it, it misses the mark. I had a, um, and I had a lot of conversations to try and break things down, but even mm-hmm. that was tearing at my soul because it was like, you could never understand. And you, I yeah. don't know. I just feel like sometimes you feel like it's like, they don't believe you, you know? Yeah. And, it's like so, I had, and I don't know if that's true, but it just feels like that, you know? I did have one uh, one person uh, reach out to me and his approach was completely different than the others, I'll say. Um, and I'll just say Nick, but shout out to Nick because when he, Nick. Hit, oh, yes, Nick. Yes, um, when he hit me up, it was like, in a very Nick way, because I, I love the way he's wired, it was like, he's about action. That's just yeah. who he is. <laughs> and um, we had had like, there was a guy who wrote um, Dr. King's speeches who had came to the Sixers at the time and um, he had given us all his book and signed it and everything. And during that time, Nick reached out to me and was like, I had had this book for a long time, but I read it. And he was like, and I started doing research on certain things. And he's just, it was literally like, even if he cannot control anybody else around him, he can control himself. And he's like, I have control over how I see people, how I view people, even though I feel like well beyond that, he got it. I don't know. I I don't know how else to say that, but like it was, but the fact of how he reached out was just like, you know, he even was like, I'm not going to be one of those people. that's just like saying what you want to hear. Cause there's no right words. And I think even him just saying that I'm like, Bruh, you get it. Whereas, like, you got people that literally like, probably copied. Like, and I'm gonna do some it. homework, and I'm letting you know, like, I'm doing my part. Yeah, you know, um, and not not asking me what right. is it that I can give me. What can I material. Can do? Yeah, what can I? Yeah, no, it was because I had a lot of people that came to me like that, and it's like me that's not my response. You're not my responsibility. You're not my assignment. And they didn't understand that response either. That response definitely was something that was like. Okay, well, how am I supposed to learn? It's like, and that's the problem. That's the problem. Because we we have to know everything. You know what we I mean? We have to know y'all, we have to know y'all history because we didn't get taught ours. So we have to get ours how we get it. Yeah. So the same way that I learned, you can learn. Yeah. There's a little thing called Google. It's free for everybody. Yeah. You could just simply Google what books are good to learn about black rights. There's hundreds of them. You know what I mean? Like but to reach out to your friend that's already going through trauma, because there's no way you are black in America and did not go through trauma during that time. We were isolated. You literally could see somebody getting murdered in the street. They were, you know, in the best way that they could. People were protesting. People were breaking windows. People were angry. Like there's no other word to describe it, but anger. And in the midst of me feeling all the feels and trying to live and trying to maintain and trying not to get sick and trying to find toilet paper. Now I got you asking me how I can teach you about what I'm going through. Girl, if you don't get on my face. Right. And the, and the other thing that was more 
like I get sad around these things. There's a lot of my friends who Girl. get angry. I get sad because I'm like, you just realized that it was time to do something. That's what made me sad. Was like, yeah, it makes me mad. I, I'll be the mad person. I know, and it made me sad because it's like, you know, I just be like, I was rude for you. Yeah, <laughs> we were all rooting for you. And then you you do something it's that like, just it's just like uh, one of those things where you're just like, I, and I'm and obviously not to toot my own horn, but like I love people. You do, general. and I don't. I don't. Mm. I know. And I, I know that that's, people. I know that I'm different. I know that I, God really I said, Shay, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So for me, anytime something happens in the world, mm-hmm. don't matter what race, religion, Jewish, Asian hate, all the yeah. shit that's going on in this world, I'm like, yep. What does that mean? Okay. Well, why mm-hmm. the hell? Let me go back to the, Century mm. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I yes, I do. Yeah. And I will text my friends. I love you. I'm I mm-hmm. see what's going on in the world. I recognize it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's messed up. Like yeah. not asking them what I can do. Cause what I can do is educate myself. Not Period. saying, hey, now there are some things that I don't know. Yeah. Like and you will never know. And and I like I tell my Jewish friends, like, if it didn't happen in America, I they, they don't. They don't teach me my own history. So I definitely okay. don't know about don't Jewish know history. Right. So there are some questions that I do have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There are some things that I need to know. Yeah. There are some things that like, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing my own, but yeah. that's, that's here's my this thing. is happening in another country. If a, so if there's a, that. If a, if you know a what Jewish I'm person got killed or, you know, Jewish people were murdered, God forbid, I'm not saying that that's what, I, but that's not the time to ask that question. You get what yes. I'm saying? Like, and, yes. but you have the wherewithal to know that. To me, like when we were going through that state of mourning and people to me were insensitive to it, it was just like this is this this adds to the list yeah. of things that y'all just don't get. And it's not my place to like do what people in your life should have done. It's not my place to educate you. Like I used to jokingly do it with people in the office. Like we would have uh, cultural moments. That's what I would call it mm-hmm. because it got to the point where I was like, even though I did it in a joking way, because I think I, I like to bring a little lightness to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it was exhausting being the only black person yeah. in certain spaces that it's like, oh, y'all going to get this joke because I'm about to explain it to y'all. And then y'all going to know like, you know what I'm saying? The, down yeah. to even like small things like people saying by Felicia and jokingly, yet again, one day I had printed out a picture of the, the cast of Friday and I asked him, point out Felicia since you want to buy Felicia so much. <laughs> but it's like little joking things like that. That's different. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But yeah. it's like when you talking about oppression, murder, all these things that we are going like when they couldn't understand why people were looting and, and breaking windows and things like it's not my place to explain things to you to mm-hmm. make you feel better about what's going on and what your people have done to my people. That's not my place that like and to ask me to do that is literally a part of what the bigger issue is mm-hmm. that you expect that from me. But we can't have any expectations from you. Come on, and fam. I think too that also just speaks to what our jobs are as individuals, yeah. what our jobs are as human beings to protect thy neighbor, mm-hmm. right? 
and to really just have radical empathy for another person. If someone says, my toe hurts, mm-hmm. your toe hurts. And I recognize right. that and I need to respect that. And I need, Period. let me figure out how to help you. Right. Is there, is there an obstruction in your way yeah. that I need to move out? Do I need to do I need to call somebody to say my friend's toe? Mm-hmm. She keeps stubbing her toe because this is in her way. Yep. What can we do? What can be done? What can be done? So it's like, I th- and I've said like we're both the problem and the solution. Mm-hmm. Each individual, all of us. Yeah. We need to do a better job of understanding what the next person is going through. I need yeah. to under. I need Absolutely. to know your plight because yep. if you're not okay, I'm not okay. Yeah. And if I'm just, and if I know that you're hurting and I get to sleep peacefully at night, no, no. that's not okay. I need to Across figure out, <laughs> no, it's not okay. Yeah. And so those are the things that I just think about in the state mm-hmm. of this, the union right now is like, even if our government or our politicians aren't going to do the things that we need them to do, mm-hmm. um, even if we felt like they might have when they did all that rah rah and all that campaigning and all that they stuff, they love a good rah rah. Um, and we like, oh yeah, we, no, we didn't win nothing. Um, not the way but, these gas prices set up. <laughs> not a way. There's just this whole world. The like, whole this, world. This, like yeah. nothing has changed. No, it's just. I mean, I'm and obviously things are not going to change overnight. But it's just like it's yeah. so frustrating. It's so sad. It's so heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt like we needed to just get on here and just talk. Regardless yeah. of where it went, but just like mm-hmm. it went, there lots are, of places there's a lot too. of things like, going on. Yeah, and are you okay, Nikki? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you yeah. know, checking yeah. in. Like, <laughs> I don't think any of us are okay, and I, I think that's just the state. Yeah, of where it is. I think everybody across the board, in some way, shape, or form, is going through like a space of transition, a space yep. of opposition. Like, there's it's so <sighs> much. We just yeah. got to give each other grace, honestly. I feel like if everybody gave everybody just a little bit of grace, yeah. Yeah. just a just not, just not little, a whole bunch, just a little bit. Just a little bit. A little empathy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't ask too much. Man, well, we thank you, Tippers, for listening. Yes. Obviously, continue to please follow Tipping the Scales wherever you get your podcast. Yes, yes. Follow us on IG. Follow Nikki on IG at Pretty Nikki. Um, she will be guest hosting for a short time. So, oh, um, yeah. Take your shoes, get comfortable. (laughs) Take your shoes out, get comfortable. Stay a little while. Stay a little while. Um, But we love you and uh, peace. We'll see you next time. Peace out.